It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Her Royal Highness is gracing us with her delightful and incredible <laughs> intellect and take on the world. Our very own Princess Diana Mead. Your Majesty, how are you this July 4th weekend? I am so happy to have just heard that one, talk about intellect, that wonderful conversation you had with Mark Levin. I think that was so enlightening and interesting and fantastic. And I love how you ended with that question, optimism or pessimism. I think that I come down on the optimism side, but you need both views as part of the debate and the discussion. I just wanted to say, you know, the left is panicked and upset about the court. And this is a real sea change because it's always been our side who's been upset with the court. And now they have only three votes that they can count on. And I agree with you. I think that the last week or two has been momentous. And I think the implications are are going to be felt for a good long time. I don't even think the the pundit class has figured out what this all means. It's it's enormous. I I think so too. And by the way, you know, we have uh, the three votes, even though Justice uh, Breyer retired. Bye bye. Um, and we have uh, the the cisgender, I guess, would be uh, um, uh, Ketanji Jackson Brown, because um, she doesn't know whether she's a woman or not. Because of course we don't know she doesn't know what a woman is. But anyway, she's on the court now. And and Good Morning America tweeted out this morning, congratulations to her because she's the first black justice on the Supreme Court. It was like, well, what is Clarence Thomas chopped liver? What's Thurgood Marshall chopped exactly. liver? Chop liver to them. I mean, their their lives and their observances began with their own their own existence. They have no sense of history or outside their bubble. So that figures. So I want matter. you to listen you know, to this. Still losing. I, I want you to listen to this. I saw this story on your post on a post that you had on Twitter today, and I was like, "What is this story all about?" Let's listen to it because it's a little bit self-explanatory. But then I want to get your take on it. Go ahead and play, it, Kev sustainable what do you say to those families who say listen we can't afford to pay 485 a gallon for months if not years this is just not sustainable well what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes this is about the future of the liberal world order and we have to stand firm that is joe biden's <laughs> spokes guy dc <laughs> we this is about the future of the liberal world order. What the hell? Well, of course, the phrase triggers us conspiracy nuts who, who have been triggered by anything having to do with the new world order ever since George Bush Sr. mentioned it in 1990. This is something the new world order or anything that has to do with global ruling has been something that the conservatives and conspiracy nuts, too, have been on guard against because it takes away American 
sovereignty. And instead of the decisions being made at the local level, at the national level, they're going to be made by global governance, which is what the left wants, because it's a lot easier. They don't have to deal with pesky voters. They don't have to deal with argument. They don't have to deal with debate. And so that is why that phrase is so significant. Now, in this case, this was at a NATO summit in Madrid where Biden was. And so he was asked after he had said that the reason for the gas prices are Russia, 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 he, he had said that basically it was going to last as long as it takes for us to defeat Russia as part of the NATO. So that's the context there. And this guy, who's director of Biden's National Economic Council, was saying that this is the future of the liberal world order, meaning the post-World War II NATO order against Russia. That is what they all love, which is why they all lost their cookies when Trump appeared to shake the NATO order when he asked them to pay for their part in it. Yeah, imagine so, that. Yeah. So that's what this is about. It, it is just simply to maintain this old, you know, traditional arrangement of countries where you have some lining up against Russia and some lining up against the United States and that we, the superpowers, get to duke it out. And so that is no longer the case in the world. The world has moved on. But the people who, who are in charge of the money of both political parties and also internationally want to maintain that because the sluice of money going through that order is tremendous and they get to control it. So it's good to have your antenna up when you hear any such thing. But in this case, he was just basically saying, you know, we want NATO to still be in effect. Okay. Now, this guy, Jamel Bowie, who used to be with Slate, now is with the New York Times. He, we've talked about his columns before. He wrote another one today. The Supreme Court is the final word on nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Damn Supreme Court. Screw them all. Well, that's, by the way, what Maxine Waters has been saying when it defy the court. Others, other liberals have been saying F the court. And, of course, the mm -hmm. reaction to Clarence Thomas has just been over-the-top racist and bigoted from the left. What do you expect? Um, but I thought this interesting because, actually, he raised an argument that Rush used to raise about the, the fact that the Supreme Court does, does have a check in the Congress, but the Congress has been unwilling to pull the trigger on that check for ever since, ever since. And so I just thought it was interesting reading this, starting to talk about Article 3. The last person that, that really raised Article 3 in a big way was Rush Limbaugh, that, audit, that gives the Supreme Court original jurisdiction, et cetera, et cetera. But these courts are established by the Congress. And if Congress doesn't like what the Supreme Court is doing, by golly, they really could step in and change things. What are you? What did you? Yes. What's your take on this article? I had the same reaction. I thought it was an excellent article. I don't usually agree with him, but it Me was either. a constitutional argument. And it, I'm thinking maybe the fact that the Supreme Court is starting to go back to constitutional arguments again has been sort of sent out there into the universe, and the, uh, even leftists are starting to, hey, we should read the Constitution, see what's in there, <laughs> and see what we can use. And so he, he provides 
provided a very sound argument. I mean, his his motivation is to overturn, you know, what's been happening because our side has been winning and his side has been losing. But that is how you address it. You look at the Constitution, see what is the remedy, and then you get other people to 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 organize and to be motivated to then have your representatives, you know, represent your point of view. So I think more power to him. That's exactly what should happen is that this should be fought out on constitutional grounds. Princess Di, thank you so much. We look forward to tomorrow. We're going to get your thoughts tomorrow on July 4th, a holiday that I do not celebrate. However, I, I don't, I, I, hey, 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 before you go, before you go, knee jerk on that. I love the fact that we have July 4th and so many Americans celebrate it. I just don't celebrate We it. are going to have such a good debate on that, James. I cannot wait. Yeah, on white people's Independence Day, you know. Sorry, we'll not see. trying to go we'll racial on everybody, but that's what it was. what I have to say, we'll see if you agree with yourself. I always agree with myself. And you know what I saw, by the way, and I recommend for viewing? I just got through watching the Ken Burns documentary on Benjamin Franklin. Um, believe it or not, it's on that horror channel, PBS. But they did a really good job on this documentary on Ben Franklin. And it just reinforced everything that I think about these matters. So okay. there's that. We will see. Tomorrow, Princess Di joins us on our July 4th special. Thank you, Princess Di. James Golden, Boston Early's Rush Hour, coming back right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Bo Snerdley. On 77 WABC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.